This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Successful to Significant, the podcast that brings you insightful conversations with thought leaders who have discovered the secret of going beyond success to create significance in their life. Join your host, Dr. Lee McBride Nesbitt, as she and her guests help you build your own legacy and prosperity through mission-driven experiences and entrepreneurship. Now here is your host, Dr. Lee McBride Nesbitt. Hello, good folks. How y'all doing? Today we have Dr. Ann James, the wealth builder. She is the creator of Financial Freedom Battle Buddies and the newly created podcast, Freedom Battle Buddies of Color. Dr. Ann is a veteran who served enlisted and commissioned. She has been recognized on different platforms, including the Department of Veteran Affairs, Wells Fargo. Dr. Ann is a mother, a friend to many, and a mission-driven entrepreneur. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you're here, Ann. Thank you, Lee. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here today, and thank you for inviting me to share today with you and your guests. Wow, wow, wow. So, Dr. Ann, what I really want to do is thank you. I want to thank you for helping me to kickstart this military series and to kickstart my new podcast from successful to significant, where success is is optimal. So, Ann, what I'd really like to do is for us to just chit-chat a little while, okay? I'm all for it. (laughs) Great, great, great. So, Dr. Ann, I was able to highlight not who you are, but something, some, you know, some titles that you may be recognized by. Will you take a moment and and introduce yourself? Tell us about yourself, you know, what it is that you do, who you are. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, you hit on a lot of the main points um, with the intro. Like you said, I'm Dr. Ann James, also known as the Financial Freedom Battle Buddy. I'm a certified financial coach and counselor. And right now I help the military um, members of the military community or veterans regain control of their finances so that they can experience freedom and live life freely. As you mentioned, yes, I've been featured on several platforms, whether it's working with the Department of Veteran Affairs, um, Penny Hoarder, USA Today, um, just wonderful opportunities. Um, Some of you might be wondering, well, why a heart for the military? As you mentioned, I am an Air Force veteran, served 21 years. Part of those was in the enlisted rank, yes. Part was in the um, officer ranks as well. But um, Lee, if I must, you know, yeah, those are all the highlights, you know, about me. But really where my journey started, you know, was long ago. You know, I joined the military straight out of high school to get money for college and to travel and stuff like that. But along the way, um, you know, I PCS overseas after various jobs, you know, fell in love and uh, ended up getting married. And shortly after that, I got divorced. Uh, but within that time frame, I had my daughter, uh, my one and only daughter, Kayla. Um, so 
really an experience that I had with Kayla when she was diagnosed with um, autism is really what changed my life, you know, to help me to realize that I had to get my financial um, affairs in order. And that's where my love for helping others to do the same, you know, because I remember, you know, my mom always told me that you always have to be in a position to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. your children. But, you know, the way that I was living, because I was misindependent, you know, the military provide <laughs> everything for you. Um, they pay for your food. They give you a place to live. They even give you clothes to wear, right? They do all of that. They give they you do. money for all of it, right? They give you money for all of that. So I was enjoying it and traveling and spending money like crazy. And I had the credit cards to pay for it. So the way that I was living was not putting me, putting me in a position to take care of myself and my daughter. Um, So it was at that moment that, you know, I realized I had to get my money um, in order. Um, So with the life lessons that I've learned, I'm now on a mission to help those that are still serving in the military or those that have served to regain control over their um, money and to conquer that battle. So that's who Dr. Ann James is. I like, Ann, how you said regain control. It's like, you know, that we all lose control. <laughs> we lose it. <laughs> we all lose control if we ever have it, you know. So yeah. I like that word regain, regain, regain. Can you do me a favor, Ann? Could you talk to me about your successes or your missions of significant, you know, while you served in the military, either enlisted or commissioned, or if you want to tell us how you went from one to the other, I'd really like to know about some of your successes while you served in the military. Yeah, you know, the military was my foundation, you know, the only job I really knew, you know, I did worked at McDonald's <laughs> before I went in, but I went in right after high school. So um, it was really the only thing that I knew. So started out enlisted, I wanted money for college. Um, so that's, I was fortunate enough, you know, one of the success stories that I have is that I was fortunate enough to work for supervisors that allowed me to take classes online. Well, before the online thing got big, I could go to the education center at lunchtime and take classes. So um, I was very fortunate with that because I worked on personnel or human resources. So, you know, I worked the standard 7.30 to 4.30. So I really didn't have you know, the hours to worry about, like some people were swing shifts or graveyard shifts, you know, and couldn't take advantage of those opportunities. So I was fortunate to work for individuals that allowed me to take advantage of those opportunities. But it wasn't always great because there was a point at about 10 years in, Lee, I was going to get out. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, I was still a single parent at that time, but I was just unhappy. I knew that I was tired of people telling me what to do and, um, (laughs) you know, that type stuff. But it really boiled down to was that I didn't like my supervisor at the time. (laughs) Right. I just didn't like the person and I didn't like where I was at. I was in Texas, Abilene, Texas, and I didn't like it. Um, But I had someone encourage me and let me know that, and don't make a lifelong decision based off of people. One person at that. (laughs) <laughs> One person. That person can be up and moved at any given time. So, you know, with that, I say, yeah, that you're right. You know, and I decided to stay because, you know, once again, I had got accustomed to the, the paycheck, um, the benefits. I was still a single mother and my daughter had special needs. Um, she had earlier got diagnosed with special needs. Um, so, you know, I was afraid to I wanted to get out, but I was afraid to get out. 
So I ended up staying, exactly. I ended up staying and it was at that moment, Lee, that I decided, okay, if I'm going to stay, I'm going to make the most of it. So that's when I looked in becoming an officer. I had my bachelor's at the time um, and they were looking at this special program. If you had your bachelor's, if you were in, you know, um, if you wanted to, I shouldn't say wanted to, if you can apply to get out. So I actually separated for a year Wow. I my okay. master's and went under what's called Reserve Officer Training Corps, ROTC. So I was able to come back in with my master um, as a second lieutenant. And that trajectory, you know, changed my life. Um, that was one of the biggest success moments. Besides my daughter, um, is when I earned my commission um, and became an officer. How cool is that? How cool, How cool is, is that? that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was significant there. That, yes, that was something a little different. That was something a little different. Yeah. So yeah. you have served in the military. You served in the military as enlisted as well as commissioned. And now you are a civilian. Can you talk to me about successes or missions of significant, you know, that, that you've had the pleasure of uh, implementing, being a part of as a civilian? Yeah, wow. You know, that transition from military to civilian life is something else if you're not prepared for it, right? So you hear a lot about it on the TV about the challenges and I'm not here to downplay the challenges because there are um, challenges, but I know firsthand that there's also successes and I consider myself one of those. Um, and the reason because of the success of my transition was because I was prepared, I was ready, right? I knew when I switched over this military thing is going to come to an end. It's not the end all to be all. So along that way, I started preparing for my inevitable transition, whether it was saving money, um, making sure I got a lot of certifications. I was working in a job that was transferable. I was a finance officer. Okay. I knew that that was transferable right, um, to the outside and just making sure that I prepared myself. So when that day came, that it was, um, it came with ease and it did. I once again, I was ready to go. <laughs> ready, ready, ready. <laughs> I, I was ready. I was ready to transition. So once I transitioned after 21 years of um, military service, I did nothing for a year. Right. That and that's freedom. Great. Yeah, I, I planned it that way. I didn't want to do nothing. I did what I wanted to do. <laughs> and what did you call that? What was that considered? Freedom to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what freedom was to me. You know, oh my gosh, being able to dress how I wanted to, wear my hair, my nails, whatever. Nobody telling me what to do. And I, the biggest part of that freedom, um, Lee, was once again revolved around my daughter. So now I have that stability. I didn't have to drop her off at daycare at old dark 30. I didn't have to deploy again. You worry about deploying like I did when I had to go to Iraq and leave my daughter with wow. my mother for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That I didn't have difficult. to worry about that. That you didn't have to worry about that. Yeah. So, um, so once I got, I guess, tired of chilling out for a year, <laughs> um, I still had the Montgomery GI Bill. So I decided to go back to um, school because I wasn't, once again, I'm not going to let what I earn go to waste. So I earned that GI Bill, so I was going to use it. Uh, So I decided to go back, and that's when I earned my um, Doctor of Education. 
in organizational leadership. So, um, yeah, it's just so many wins or successes um, since I transitioned. And the biggest one yet is once I decided to step out on faith and um, open, go into business for myself to become an entrepreneur um, for myself. I, like I mentioned earlier, reaching back, taking the things that I learned from my personal experience, from my military experience, from my education, and helping others along their journey to financial freedom. So financial freedom. Uh, I really like hearing you talk about financial freedom. I do. <laughs> so you do finance. You was a finance officer in the military. You know, you're, you're educated in organizational uh, development. So you really know finances, you know, organizations. Uh, talk to me about how an individual, you know, who's working in an organization or create their own organization, you know, as you did. Can you talk to me about how they can create, how they can begin to build wealth? Wow. There's so many things. I know people, a lot of people, they start with the numbers, right? They start looking at the numbers. When you hear wealth or legacy, you start thinking about the money. But for me, when I work with my clients, we really start with their mindset. Um, where are you coming from? Why is this important to you? What limiting beliefs do you have around money that you have to address first in your mindset before you can see it manifested in your finances? So that's the biggest area, whether you're an entrepreneur like myself, I know a lot of friends, they want to start, you know, their own business and that type of stuff. And I always say, well, you got to have your personal finances in order before you can have business <laughs> finances, right? But you, it really starts with your, with your mindset, um, regardless of what type of organization that you work in. It really starts with self. Why is this important to you? Because that why is going to help you when on that journey, which can be long, right? It's not yeah, just a mission. It can take years. <laughs> so you're going to need something that motivates you for the long haul and digging deep within yourself. I help them to pull that out before we get into the wealth building piece of it. Before we get into the numbers, we figure out what's going on in your mind so that when you run into those obstacles, you have a solid foundation. You have a solid foundation. Can you talk to me, Ann, about what some of those uh, limited beliefs might be? Yeah, I mean, you know, our past is a limiting belief. Mm. Like, personal example, my family didn't come from money. I understand, neither did mine. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. So if that's all we saw or all we knew, then we may think that's all that's meant for our future. Hmm. Like, who hmm. are we to try to better ourselves? And you know, our family don't help sometimes because family members be the first one. There you go, be in your ear. <laughs> oh, you miss up and you this, you that. You know, Locker. Locker in. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. So yeah, it's those type limiting beliefs. Like you have to first believe in yourself um, that you can actually do it despite your past, despite where you came from, you know, and with that, you have to make sure that you surround yourself with like-minded people. You hang around broke people, 
you're going to be broke. Right? Yeah, so that's, that's yeah. So those are just some of the things that, or another one that's very important, I think, is a scarcity mindset. What's instead that? Of having a mind, instead of having a mindset of abundance, mm-hmm. like lack, you always see lack or never have enough. Um, that type of stuff. And to be honest, I lived there for quite a while myself. I had that scarcity mindset because I knew how I grew up. So that's all I knew. It was like, okay, well, you know, I can do this, but I'm not going to, I can't afford to do all that. I can't afford to do what they doing type stuff. Um, so, but you have to break those chains um, to really set yourself on that path. But it starts, yeah, with addressing those limiting beliefs. You have you, and a lot of time, Lee, a lot of those limiting beliefs, we don't even, we're not even aware of. We're not, we're not, we're, we're not. not even aware of them. Let me ask Until you a different question. Someone starts asking a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so let me ask you something that's, that's quite difficult. You know, you talked to me about those limiting beliefs and you said that for a while you were sitting in that yourself. Can you tell me what was your process? How did you come out of it? How did you flip those beliefs? Shift wow. that mind. Yeah. It started for me... A lot of it was self-education because, you know, money wasn't talked about in my neighborhood. <laughs> um, besides, oh, you want something extra, you better get a job. That's get a job. You know, um, it wasn't savings and all that type of stuff wasn't talked about in my household growing up. Um, so really, it was starting about self-educating myself, reading books, um, going to seminars. I remember back in the early days in my military time the chapel used to have this thing called financial peace university it was this Mm. course that they offered and i went through that it was offered by dave ramsey you know his program ramsey yeah so i um i went to that and i drank the kool-aid and i just i just self-educated myself Susie orman patrice washington you know it's just surrounding yourself seeing other people doing it especially other people that look like me, like Patrice Washington, that was very important. Um, That's really where it really started for me. So believing that I can do it and just finding a plan and a process and working that process, but keeping in mind that my why. All along my journey, it was about my daughter, leaving that legacy for her. When I'm no longer here because she, you know, has special needs, I didn't want my daughter to want for anything, to go without anything. anything. So for me, I knew, okay, you got to get your stuff together because it's no longer about you. It's about somebody else. And because of my my daughter was my constant um, driving force behind all my actions to get rid of those limits and beliefs. You know, it wasn't perfect. Was every day perfect? No. But it's a journey and along the way, I kept getting better, I kept getting better and I kept getting better. So with that, you know, I ended up once um, pulling myself out of the trenches, I was able to pay off over 300,000 debt in three years. Go ahead, really? Go from a, yes, go from a negative um, net worth to a seven figure net worth. Wow, we. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and like you can do that. Anything you set your mind to, right? You can do anything to set your mind to. And I don't want your audience to think, oh, she was able to do it because she was a doctor. No, 
This happened in 2017. I'm not a medical doctor either. I'm a doctor of education, okay? So, um, no, this was just getting smart and just being focused and having your priorities in order, which allowed me to do those things. Okay, she said she is an expert in education, and that's what she was out there seeking. She was seeking the education. So how do you pass this education that you have about financial freedom and, 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 and building wealth? How do you pass this on to others? Yeah, the main way that I pass it on to others, you know, when I work with um, individuals, um, I follow my, I have a proprietary system that I work with that it is called Battle. Okay. A-T-T-L-E or my money battle plan. So the battle and it's the plan that I actually use, like I said, to pull myself up out of the trenches and being able to pay off six figures in debt. But the battle plan, the B starts, stands for believing in yourself. Right? Okay. As I said in the beginning, you have to believe that you can do it no matter what you have seen in the past or what you may think in the future. You have to believe that you can actually do it. So that's what the D, B stands for. The A stands for assess your priorities, right? What's important to you, right? Is important, is driving the latest car or having the fanciest clothes important to you? Or leaving a legacy instead of debt for your loved ones important. What's your priority? So you have to assess your priorities when you're along this journey. The T, the first T I should say in battle is to um, tackle debt. You know, if you have any type of, you know, debt, you know, you just got to tackle it. You know, and there's so many ways that you can do it. There's so many methods, you know, and that you the method that I choose depends on the individual. I don't use okay. the same method to tackle debt because everybody's situation is debt. Everybody is different. Everybody's debt is different. So it just really depends. So tackle debt. The next T is track your numbers. Okay. You have to know where you're starting from to determine where you're going. So the a journey. lot of people don't even know um, where they're starting from. So that's what, you know, that's a good point that we begin with with tracking your numbers. The L in battle stands for level up your giving and savings. So a big part for me is a big part for me is saving is important, yes, but also you have to learn how to give. Hmm. You know, and that once again, that's one of those lessons I had to learn because I was a tight wall with money. <laughs> like, Don't ask me for nothing, you know. Seymour, I ain't got it, you know. I was a tight wall, but once I started my faith walk, you know, with uh, with Christ, you know, I realized that I'm just a steward or a manager. This is mm, all it's not all yours. Me. It's not it's mine. Not said it's not mine i am a stupid so and he only he only asked me for 10 percent. i get to keep the 90 how much did he ask you for in <laughs> <laughs> he only asked me for 10 percent, girl <laughs> keep the 90 so generosity is is a big part of it you know like you've all we've all heard it's better give better to give than to receive but it truly is um has to be a part of your journey. So that's why I work with my clients there to level up their giving and their savings. And the last, um, the E in battle means to evaluate and celebrate, right? So as you're going along these journeys, I think it's all about progression, not perfection. 
sit back and evaluate what's working for you and what's not, right? Don't continue to do the same thing. So you want to evaluate, but the most important piece for me, Lee, I think that people often forget when they're on this journey is to celebrate. To celebrate. Those small wins, you know, it can be small wins. It can be big wins. And that's a lot of people think, oh, I got to give up this or I got to give up that. I don't ask you to give up anything, <laughs> right? It's what's your priorities, but you have to celebrate along the way. Me, perfect example, I love to, uh, when I was working on my doctorate, you know, getting massages, you know. Um, you needed that. Years, whatever, little things. Granted, yeah, I had a big celebration once I graduated, went on a trip to the Dominican Republic. But uh, <laughs> you have to celebrate your wins no matter how small or big. And another point I want to make about the wins, Lee, is that it's not all about monetary wins. Hmm. It can be that mindset shift that we talked about that's so important. You recognize that, hey, I don't think the way that I used to think. I don't okay. look at money the way that I used to look at money. I've grown. I've grown. That's a win. That's a, that's a huge win. Yeah. So um, that's what I work with my clients with, what I call the money battle plan. Those are the steps of the battle to help them on their journey to um, financial freedom. And what type of clients do you usually work with? The main type of clients that I love to work with, of course, is my military <laughs> family member, you know, community, either yes. those that are either women specifically women, thank you for asking, uh, specifically women that are still serving or have served um, in the military that wants to regain control over their finance. Granted, that's not saying, oh, I never served, she won't help me. I'm not saying that at all. You know, it just really depends on if we're a right fit, right? Because the name of my business is Battle Buddies. Okay. What right? does that so, mean? What does that mean yeah, for so, the ones that haven't served? What's a battle buddy? Yes, the battle buddy. You know, if you're in the uh, military that's drilled into you, whether you're in a deployment or combat or, or not, is that person that you can depend on no matter what time or day, you know, you can pick up the phone to call them. They got your back, your left, your right. They're there for you. Right. And that's and you, that person can tell you the truth. It may hurt, but you receive it. You know, it's coming from a place of love. And that's what a battle buddy is. And so, and that just goes back to, to say that not everybody is a fit to be a battle buddy. Right. And not everybody is a fit to be your client then. Eh? Not everybody is a fit to be a client because I'm the coach. I give out tough love. Right. Doses of love, tough love. And if you, you know, unfortunately, if you feel like you can't take it, I might be too abrasive and that's fine. There's other coaches out there. I, I have friends. I might can refer you to one of them, but it's those that are seeking. They're ready to do the hard work, whatever it is, whether it's their mindset, their numbers, their lead, they're eager to leave a legacy for not just themselves, but their family member, but to really experience the freedom. That's big, Lee. I think a lot of people, when they think financial freedom, is really the freedom they're after, not necessarily freedom. the finances. 
freedom. The it's freedom. the freedom that the money brings, the lifestyle experiences that they can have, whether it's, you know, the stuff they want to buy, but it's the freedom to do a goal wherever they want to go. And that's what I help my clients to um, achieve uh, to, so that they can experience that freedom, whatever it means for them, because everybody's definition is different. Everybody's definition is different. I'm glad you said, you know, everybody's definition is different, you know, when it comes to different things. Mm -hmm. I'd like for you to talk to me. And I've heard you say it maybe four times. I think I checked <laughs> four times. I heard you say it maybe four times. You've talked about legacy. Talk to me about legacy. What does legacy, what does that mean to you? How does that, you know, resonate with you? What's your perspective there? Yes, you know, legacy is, whew. What is going to remain after you're no longer here on this earth? Whether it's money, whether it's your namesake in your community, you know, being recognized about how you give back to your community. Um, just how people remember you once you are no longer here on this earth. That's what legacy means to me. It's like changing my family tree. Right. Like I, I know I've said it over and over. My daughter is my driving factor, which is true. But I also have nieces and nephews that I want to show them something different. And when auntie is no longer here, they'll be in, well, my aunt showed me that. Not my mother, not my father. My aunt showed me that I'm the person who I am today because of what my aunt instilled in me when I was nine and 10 years old. So, um, yeah, that's what legacy means to me, whether it's about whether it's in your community or your family members, what you leave when you're no longer here on this earth. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I like that you've been able to talk to me about legacy. Um, can you talk to me a little about mission, mission driven work, work that, you know, we all do? That, that is based on our mission. Yes, yes. Isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day, doing work? When I, when I hear the term mission-driven, it's doing work that you love. You're working at something because you want to, not because you have to. And that was so big for me when I transitioned out of the military. Mm. I was like, I do not want to work at a job or get a job just because I have to, to pay the bills. That's why being prepared was so important for me. Perfect example, shortly thereafter, I got out of the military. I told you I didn't do anything for a year. So then before I went to school, I decided I um, got hired at a job at the Department of Veteran Affairs. Okay. So I thought, oh, this is perfect. I get to work with veterans, you know, that type of stuff. Turned out, yeah, that job wasn't the same as the job description. I hated it. I lasted two months. Two whole months? Two whole months. And I was like, people was like, and you're in with the VA. You know, you got your foot in the door. The money is good. I'm like, I don't care. I don't I care. Hate it here. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I gave them a little two weeks notice and I was out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and um, it had to really feel good to have yourself so together that you were able to say, I don't like this. I don't have to do this. Exactly. And that's what I did. I was like, but that's, you know, to go back to your question, 
I knew that that work wasn't fulfilling to me. It was mm. just a mm. job. And I, I didn't need just a job. I wanted to do what I love to do on my terms. You know how I wanted to do it. And that's what led me to become an entrepreneur. Um, it's probably complete opposite in the military, right? Like people telling you what to do. Entrepreneur, you're your own boss. So I wanted to um, do the work that I love to do in order to help people, to be a service. It's just another way of being of service to help people. That's mission-driven work for me is doing using your gifts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? That, right. That's been placed in each one of us. Everybody has gifts, but using my gifts to help others. Why also, you know, it's helping me, you know, let's keep it real. (laughs) It's helping me too. I'm not going to say it's not, but um, to really use my gifts to help others um, in their life journey, whatever that might be. Whatever that might be. driven work for me. So, you know, you've talked to me about legacy, mission, driven work. And I have I have one more, one more word that's so important to me. Can you talk to me about living a full, prosperous life? What what does that look like to live a life of prosperity? Ooh, we yeah, to live a life of prosperity is kind of twofold. Uh, we hit on it a little bit. Uh, one of them I mentioned in my battle plan was level up your giving. Right. So to be able to live a prosperous life, once again, we're only managing it. Right. We're not right. nothing. Uh, <laughs> so to to live a prosperous life is to be able to help others. And once again, it's not about finance, all about money. It's you can not about your time, your time, love, love. Um, any of it, you know. Um, so being able to give in whatever avenue or realm that means of importance to you. Um, that's important as well. A prosperous life for me is to be able to do what I want when I want without ever worrying about money. And it sounds like autonomy means a lot to you. <laughs> that's, one <of> my, <laughs> that's one of my core values, I guess. Is that, um, you know, is that freedom, just being able to give back, you know, um, putting yourself in a position or being placed in a position where you've been given so much to not only enjoy the life that you're living, but to also bring along people with you so that they can enjoy it. She said, lift as I climb, lift as I climb. I love that. So that's what a prosperous life, once again, it's not just within your immediate circle, it's also going out to help others in your community. to better itself, you know, don't sit around and complain about this ain't happening. My pastor said that one time. He was like, don't complain about something if you're not using your gifts to help make help to make it better. To make it better, to help make it better. Right. Yeah, not perfect, but just better, right? Better each day. So um and enjoying it, you know, doing it cheerfully and just enjoying it, enjoying life. Um yeah, just to I like that you said joy. For me, joy is like joy is the currency. You know, I'm like it, it's not money; it's joy. Why do why do I want that money for joy so that I can 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 continue to be joyful and enjoy so many different things in life? Joy, that's yeah. currency. Yeah, joy is currency. I love that. 
I love Joyce that. currency. Yeah, love it that. is. That's the new currency. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, indeed. And I work with, well, not I work with, high achieving smart conscious women. They work with me uh, when they want to push past being successful and embrace being significant. And I ask you these questions about legacy and mission driven and prosperity because you know th that's the realm of what it is that I, I do with individuals. Um, but I have people in my inbox sometimes saying, you know, they would like to work with me, but they don't consider themselves high achieving. And uh, so I feel like, you know, women need a little help when it comes to self-esteem and self-confidence and self-worth. Can you, and can you, can you give me your perspective of what is a high achieving woman? Wow. It's a high-achieving woman. Um, it's, it's based on the individual. Like, whatever goals that that person may have for themselves in their life, like, okay, I wanted to be, you know, go to school and get a doctorate, right? Where somebody else over here may not have a doctorate, but that doesn't mean that they're not as successful in life as I am. So it just really depends on what the individual, um, yeah, what they feel is success for them, right? That what does success mean for you? Some women is, hey, success is being able to stay at home and homeschool my children and not work outside of the home. Yes, right. That makes That's that person successful. high achieving, right? Yeah. yeah, okay, very high achieving. <laughs> <laughs> or our teachers, right? That we know that they don't get paid a lot of money, but the impact that they have. That impact. Makes them high achieving women. Right. So it just really, wow, it's just such a big word, a big, um, yeah, just to look at it. It's just so widespread. It has so many definitions that it really depends on the um, individual. But I think the bigger question that goes with that is why is it that women don't see themselves as such? Right. That means lots of work needs to be done. That means that lots of work needs to be done to help individuals with their, with their self-worth. And their self-confidence, esteem, who you know, who, who they are, help them to identify those gifts and, and lean into those strengths. Right. That's right. Where, that's where the work, so not necessarily of what does high achieving mean is okay, well, what does that mean? And why do you not see yourself as such? Why right. do you not identify yourself as a high achieving woman? That's really what you got to get down to the root of the problem. It is. It right? is. Like, yeah, and that's where you come in uh, to, to help them to do just that. And I had to break that down a little bit. I really did. I, I had to break that down. I'm like, you see, because I can't get I can't get to them if I'm talking to high achieving women and and they don't identify themselves. She's not talking, she's not talking to me. 
She's not, she not wow. talking to me. That, you know, that went right over, right over the head there. Yeah. That's a, yeah, no, that's a great point, right? That, right. that is a great point, but I guess it goes, it comes back on you then. It's mm -hmm. like, okay, but how can you reach them? What's, if you know there's women out there that may be thinking that way, what can you do to resonate with them? You know, I'm breaking it down. Words that you're using is your mark. You know, is your, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. are you using those big fancy doctor words? Mm -hmm. I don't think high achieving is is a doctor word. Is that doctor word in? So I don't think so, but some <laughs> people might. Some people some may people get might. intimidated by, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah, I do know what you're the doctor, saying. The doctor in and the doctor Lee. It was like, well, ooh, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so she ain't gonna work with me. She don't work with me. See, that's some work people. with me. <laughs> so yeah, like you said, we got a lot of work to do to dig to find out how can we get to these women, right? That that are not identifying to where we want them to be. You know, to see in themselves. Why not? And how For them to see in themselves. Yeah, that's yeah. That's For the them to that. see what their self worth is. That's I it. got. I got one last question for you and yes, I I would like to know if you could uh, talk to those high achieving smart conscious women that uh, <laughs> that are service members and and tell them something inspirational that will help them understand who they are um, and, and what their path could look like as they transition out. Right. Yes. What I would say to the many highly successful women that are currently serving in the military or those that are already serve, that are out, that are veterans, I would say own it. Mm. <laughs> own it. Own it. You, like you know, don't, you know, don't let anyone downplay what you have achieved to make you think, oh, it's not that big a deal. Um, it is that big a deal. If you've earned it, own it. If you've earned it, own it. Because you don't know who's looking at you, who you can impact, right? So if you don't own it and you see this, this soldier that's behind you looking at you, then they may then feel like, well, wow, if she can't do it. I sure can't do it. You know, or she second guess herself. Lord knows I ain't going to be able to do nothing <laughs> um, type stuff. So I would definitely say if you, you know, are in a position of leadership as a woman, um, just own that pos position, own your credentials, own what you've earned. It, it goes back to, you know, there's something what was in the news a couple of days ago about Dr. Um, Jill Biden and something about using the title doctor. Right. And um, yeah. And even a friend of mine, for whatever reason, we feel like, well, why shouldn't I? I've earned it, but I don't like people. Oh, just call me Ann. Oh, just call me Lee. Uh, yeah, you can call me that if I allow it. But if you don't know me, please say Dr. Ann. Address. Yes. Address it. Own it. Own it. <laughs> earned it. <laughs> Own it. Yeah, and to me, that's not being, you know, hopefully people don't think that's cockiness. No, that's not cockiness. That's confidence. That's being aware. That's be knowing your self-worth. That's knowing what you bring to the table. That's, no, that's not afraid. You know, that's, 
you know, you're not showing any fear. You've earned it. You got to own it. So earn it. Own it. I like that. We're going to end with earn it. If you've earned it, own it. Dr. Ann, I want to thank you for helping me to kickstart this military series. I appreciate you. And I really look forward. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dr. Ann, how can they find you? How, oh, can, yes. how can these people <laughs> find you out here? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you can go to um, my website, www.drannjames.com. Um, I'm on there. Dr. Ann James on LinkedIn. I'm on there often, but the main platform that I am on is on Facebook. Facebook. So I'm out there. <laughs> and I'm out there. Google me. <laughs> Google me. Google me. <laughs> okay, Dr. Ann. Again, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, you know, being here with me to help me kickstart this military series. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so proud of you. Um, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited that you have a segment just for us military women. Um, so thank you. Have a nice one. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for joining us with each episode from Successful to Significant brings you insightful conversations with thought leaders who have discovered the secret of going beyond success to create significance in their life. You can listen to and download additional episodes at EWNpodcastnetwork.com, Spotify, Google Podcast, and wherever podcasts are available. Until next time, we encourage you to take action on what you've learned here to begin building your own legacy and prosperity through mission-driven experiences and entrepreneurship. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve one million dollars in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com.
Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.